Ladies and gentlemen, the following is scheduled for one fall. It is time for that way cool wrestling show! Hello everybody, welcome to That Way Cool Wrestling Show. My name is Danny J, along with Mad Mark Lindsay. Hey now. LeGrand Onslaw Jackson. What's up? Uh, once again, Charles Gregory is on assignment. He will be back on the next episode. Uh, we got a pretty cool show today. It's called Freebirds Rule, and Mark asked that I explain this. And what we're going to talk about is kind of a double uh, double meaning. Uh, of course, the Freebirds Rule. That's the fabulous Freebirds we're talking about. But we're also going to talk about something known as the Freebird Rule. Uh, basically, the Freebirds Rule was that, that when they, as a three-man team, held a tag team title, uh, which is generally the traditional uh, two-man tag titles, uh, any member of the three... Any two members. Any, any two, members two members of the yeah. three could could defend the belts, okay? Uh, which uh, was a unique scenario because you really totally couldn't prepare for a certain combination of wrestlers... Uh, which would throw you off as an opponent. So or in, so that's in kayfabe, of course, but yes. in real life you could actually have the workers go against each other. <laughs> so yeah. it was nice. Gave everybody, you know? <laughs> gave everybody something to do, you know, and gave somebody a night off, you know. So, yeah. But uh, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the Freebirds, but we're also going to talk about the different three-man tag teams. And uh, if you notice a lot now, there are a lot of three-man teams that are uh, popping up, in, especially in the WWE. Uh, it seems to be the new tight-knit faction in comparison to having uh, a four faction or a five or six where it gets too big and maybe you run out of storyline. Uh, this could definitely be a part of um, the writers also saying, hey, maybe this is a little bit easier to write for, you know, and we'll get into that as well. Uh, but going back into the Freebirds, the Freebirds are your Hall of Famers. Uh, original Freebirds being Michael P.S. Hayes, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, and Buddy Jack Roberts. Um, if you remember, uh, Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy were a team. And then uh, the promoters uh, brought in Buddy Roberts, who was uh, slightly older. Mm-hmm. And um, they learned a lot from Buddy. If you talk to Michael Hayes, he'll say many times that he learned a lot from Buddy. Buddy was the... the uh, the guy to bring in. He was a workhorse. Yeah, he was a big workhorse, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I definitely saw them in their, I guess their incarnation in the, in Texas, you know, with the Von Erics, but I really, I saw them originally, I think, and it was all based on just the way the, you know, if we remember, we always say legends of of world-class wrestling. Yeah, after school, uh, four o'clock on ESPN. Yeah. But, they went back so many years. So what happened was I really saw them on UWF. Mm-hmm. Live. Lies. Live. Yeah. And I said, oh, these guys are cool. They're, you know, whatever. And then you see them because the, the tapings, the legends catches up to when the Freebirds entered into Texas. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing, I'm seeing them, but now I'm, I'm getting their biography by watching World Class. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And, you know, they're noted for being the first team to use rock and roll theme music. Uh, coming into the ring and creating that rock and roll, that that larger than life, life atmosphere uh, with wrestlers, um, and I honestly I think they should have been in the, the Hall of Fame a long, long time before they were actually entered. But 
because uh, it almost seems like they entered them in because Michael Hayes wouldn't shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like they really were deserving, and I and I I'm glad that they're in. Um, it evolved uh, in later years to um, uh, Jimmy Garvin uh, joining them, which Jimmy Garvin in Texas was like the unofficial fourth member. Fourth yeah. member, yeah. He was like it's like the click. If mm-hmm. you want to relate it to anything today, it was like the click. Jimmy Garvin was a free bird, an unofficial free bird. Um, I mean, later did, on, he hooked up with Diamond Dallas Page and Michael Hayes, and they did their th- rendition. Their of. rendition of it, right? And then uh, Terry Gordy was there with Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes. Eighty-nine mm-hmm. NWA, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then um, they brought in Brad Armstrong under the mask. Bad, Bad Street. Street. <laughs> Bad, I loved Bad Street. I because I, I loathed. Bad Street. Really? Yeah, come I, on, man. I mean, it was it was like not the Freebirds, <laughs> quote unquote. But like, you know, what better guy than Brad Armstrong to have you? <laughs> Which was wrestle? great because if you recall, weather. Bad Street debuted against the Young Pistols, which yes. was Brad Armstrong's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Steve Armstrong. Steve so. Armstrong. <laughs> yes. So, which made for a good match. You know what I mean? And and and, you know, it you didn't was put like, the milk away after breakfast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling daddy. I'm telling dad on you. <laughs> dad, straighten up. Bullet Bob. <laughs> Guess what, dad? Dad, straighten up. <laughs> it's like, poor wow. Bullet Bob, man. <laughs> he suffered like many of those guys. He has those rounded shoulders. It looks like he'd, he was like a pack mule, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, uh, but what a great uh, rendition. And, and the cool thing was, and understand that in NWA and later WCW, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin, we're not young guys. Mm-mm. No. But how young did that team look? Yeah. Because it was the 90s. They looked cool. They looked really cool. But they looked, they didn't look like they were on their way out. Furry chested, <laughs> colorful tights. <laughs> right. Loud music. Yeah. Rock and shock. It still, it still played. It, it, right. And and the thing was, they were such a great tag team. They, they were really cool with the world and the U.S. tag titles. Um... You know, I, I loved that rendition of them because it really did, like... Because the funny thing was, the Freebirds, the original Freebirds, neither one of them looked right together, but they gelled mm-hmm. so well together. You know, they you know they were such a legit companions of the road. You know what I mean? But Terry Gordy didn't look anything like Michael Hayes or Buddy Roberts. Buddy Roberts looked like the angry grandpa of the rest of, you know, of the, you know what I mean? And then you watch Buddy Roberts, and Buddy Roberts was like, because when I saw Buddy Roberts, like, really wrestle, like I said, like, live once again, mm-hmm. he was the UWF TV champion. And I saw Until him. Until like, Savannah Jack had Savannah his Savannah Jack, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw him, who was it, Sweet Brown Sugar, yeah. he beat up, mm-hmm. and he was wrestling, but then Savannah Jack came in, he took the title from him, and um, I think Savannah Jack Dropped it to Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert? Maybe, yeah. so. Or right? Terry Taylor. So, um, it was, um, was it Gilbert? Na- it may have been Gilbert. Because Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah. then Gilbert dropped it to Taylor. Taylor yeah. And then Taylor took it into NWA. But Taylor and Gilbert were managed. Gilbert was Taylor's manager. Not I don't, the uh, time I, that he won the title. Okay, gotcha. But he yeah. did a heel turn. Gotcha. Yeah. He did a heel turn and right. started hanging with Gilbert. Uh, that, that's right. It yeah, was Chris Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember? remember? Yep, yep. But Chris we're getting off. Yeah. We're getting off subject. But but Sorry. just to, just to, <laughs> but just to uh, to just to, to get that that rule like like Buddy Roberts was the the, the TV champ and, and justifiably so. Like what better guy to be like and the TV champ much like the Intercontinental title. That's your workhorse. 
and that's exactly what he was. Yeah, but, and then Gordy was the was the big guy. He was the EWF champion for a while. Yes. And then he had Michael Hayes on the commentary. So Michael Hayes has always been a great talker. Yes. You know, you give him some points and he'll get it he'll get it over. So they were just used very well by And EWF. I think and I think that helped Michael Hayes overall because mm-hmm. because he was so good on the mic. That allowed him to save his body. Cuz I think in a lot of times they're like, "All right, just do the manager one. Manage that. Manage that. Don't mm-hmm. wrestle." Just manage them and talk. Because Terry Gordy couldn't talk. Buddy Roberts couldn't talk. Buddy Roberts, much like an Ole Anderson or something like that, he could talk, but you didn't want to hear his voice. Right. It's like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking like, the smell of SWAT team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. He sounds like he sounds like Burgess Meredith as the pink <laughs> You know? But uh but that was the thing, you know, like, so I think in hindsight that that saved Michael Hayes, I think, over time and then made his career a lot longer than what it probably could have been um, because of his gift of gap. Because Michael Hayes, just like a Jake Roberts, just like an Arn Anderson, just like a Ric Flair, one of very few people who promo style are second to none. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there are not many people who can cut a promo. There really aren't. Cut uh, a good promo. Cut a good promo. Yeah, you're right. Cut a good promo. Now, you can go today. You have The Rock. and you can have, Even John Cena can cut a promo. He doesn't stutter on his words. He, he gets people excited. You know, he can talk, etc. Um, but they, that style is so lost on the older talent. You know, because they really... Well, and once again, they weren't hindered I think by scripts, they were given ideas and say, "Listen, just do me a favor and run with this." I remember, I was uh, filming. Uh, it was cousin Luke. Remember cousin Luke? Yep. Right. He had a a um, school that he did, and it, it was a graduation. It's another freebird trifecta. You have cousin Luke, Uncle Elmer, and Hillbilly Jim. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> see, I, see, see that? And the point of this story was I was filming his school graduation. He had wrestling matches there and stuff like that. And one of the guys that was a special guest there was Manny Fernandez. So I go over to to Manny and I said, Manny, do me a favor. Can you do a promo? And he said, yeah. I said, all right, so do me a favor. Just say something like, hey, this is Manny Fernandez. And you're watching and I needed him to say certain taglines, right? And he said, how about I just say what I want to say? And he shut me up. And I said, yes, sir. You say whatever you want to say, but just, just kind of say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. And it, it, when I think back to that, it goes back to this where it's like, just tell me what you need me to get across. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what I have to say because I am who I am. These n- new talents can't do that. They're like, please. Well, they're not allowed to do that. Give me a teleprompter. Give me something. You know, they're not allowed to. I would love, honestly, because you would see the cream rise to the top. Yeah. Which is a term that nice. Legrand uses all the time. If you sat there and said, listen, guys, we're going to go out there and I'm going to take any one of you guys. I want to see who can actually mm-hmm. cut a promo. Yeah. Here's here's can. three bullet points. Get this over. Yeah. But, I would yeah. like to see. I would love to see who does it. And, and, and just say, do it on your own. Because I think you would find that certain people that you think suck are probably good, mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know what I mean? And and the ones that really are over would probably still be stable, but I, I I think you would see a lot of different talent rise up, and I think it's something to say about this older talent, like the Freebirds, who were able to just 
create this thing mm -hmm. on their own. The Freebirds are what they are. Nobody created that but them. Okay, that's a big, big thing. And this is why they're so individual. This is why they're they're referred to. The New Day, when they um, introduced them into the Hall of Fame, they were being referred to, and I think it was just lack of any other three-man team, but they were being referred to as a modern-day Freebirds. I don't think the New Day are a modern-day Freebirds, but I think they maybe encompass the we're free-spirited, we do what we want type of thing. You know what I mean? It's a far stretch to, to get back it, to Kevin it, Bacon. It a, it, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? I kind of get it. I was like, I'm not on board with you saying this and, and saying, yes, that you're legit right. No, I can't say that. But I think the New Day, you know, I see where you're going with it. Um, but getting into the latter part of um, these three main teams... Uh, the 80s and 90s were dominated by the oh, horsemen. Yeah. Well, the horsemen, but there's... You're, I know, there are larger teams, too, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But you're forgetting one of the, 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 the three men teams from the NWA. The Russians. True. Very I, true. I've been I didn't call that. I was waiting Russia, for you. Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yep. Um, which weren't really... Did they, did they do a free bird rule, did they? They oh, did. They the did. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and, and because it was Crusher, piggyback... Khrushchev, and Ivan and then, who won the titles. Because it, uh -huh. it would be Crusher, Khrushchev, and Ivan. Yeah. Uh -huh. Or it'd be Nikita and Ivan. Mm -hmm. Or then Nikita and Crusher. Right. That's they true. Would, yeah. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. But um, to to piggyback on your promo, you know, there were some brutal promos to go through <laughs> with Ivan called off and Nikita called off. With, uh, and yeah. it's funny because if, if if anybody watches um Nikita call off on that show a few years ago, Preacher's Daughter. Mm -hmm. He's about as calm and as... Oh, yeah. It's like, you can perfectly in Minnesota English, you know? It's like... Well, I met well, him. It's been <laughs> years, you I know? He's been him. here for years, so, you know. <laughs> Again, if there was a camera hey, for the looks... <laughs> I met him. I met him a few years ago. He did, yeah, our, he did our, opening, second, yeah. our mm -hmm. opening for our second show in, in season one. Um and, he, and I said to him, oh, my God, and I was talking to him and, you know, saying, oh, you were great. You're the uncrowned champion, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm being honest. I wasn't being a mark. I was being a mark to a point, but I was like, you know, I wasn't trying to say stuff because I was in front of him. Mm -hmm. This was legit. Stuff that should have happened that, Right, and I'm like, fans. Right, as a fan, I really liked Nikita Koloff. He took over the mantle of Magnum TA and, <laughs> and you know, and went from there. So I said to him, I said, Nikita, would you mind doing a promo? He says, yeah, sure, brother. What would you like? <laughs> just like that. Yeah. I said, just, uh, and I told him thing. He says, okay, what's it called again? I said, yeah. And he goes, okay. <sighs> and he turns around. <laughs> and he turns around. It was like a switch. Like yes. like, in, like an over-the-top. Yes. So do it. Uh, and he goes to the whole thing. And I'm like, ah. And I'm like, and now I'm marking, right? I'm, I'm filming the thing. I'm trying to stay steady because I'm a, I'm a cameraman. You know what I mean? And I'm like. Oh, he's doing it. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, if this show doesn't get off the ground, I still have this. I still have this. <laughs> and I'm going to keep this. I'm going to save this forever. You know what I mean? And I still have it on my phone <laughs> right now. I still have it. You know what I mean? But like, um, what a great guy. I mean, what a great guy. And we go back and we say, like, not a great worker or whatever the case was. But like, in that whole thing with the Russians, with Crusher Khrushchev, who was pretty bruisey 
big he, guy. Ivan he had Paul, better success as Smash. Right. <laughs> Ivan was definitely Ivan, mm-hmm. and he was a spark plug, but, but Nikita was such an imposing force back then. And um, we always talk about Luger being big and stuff like that, and Hawk, but I mean... Nikita was almost Nikita as big was as, huge when he, he was first came about out. About as big as Hawk was. Yeah, because when he first came yeah. out, Hawk was like the benchmark. I think in NWA of a big guy. I think I think, um, and I don't have anything to go back on this one. But when you look back at 1985 Nikita and yeah. then 1992 Nikita, oh uh, yeah, yeah, big difference. He stopped taking his vitamins, and um, yes. <laughs> so still in great shape, still yes. very toned and def- uh, defined, but and he wasn't. Today. It looks yes. the same way mm-hmm. he did in 92 that you're reflecting to today. Now, granted, I didn't see him with his shirt off. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on underneath the shirt. <laughs> but he still looked in shape like he could go wrestle. And he he tomorrow. retired at 33. When Vader when Vader um, hurt him on Halloween Havoc 92. Yeah, with the power um, bomb, right? He was going yeah, to take some time off. He just said, I'm, I'm done. 33 years old. At, at, I don't want to say the peak of his career, but he was definitely believable. Yes. And you definitely thought that, hey, maybe 1993 was the year he was finally going to win the world title. And, and if you think about it, yeah. just to piggyback off of what you're saying, because at 33, that's about the time when they start bringing the guys up for the main for the title. title. Right, yeah. Because mm-hmm. now you've matured enough, yep. you had enough matches under your belt, right. you could actually be a general in the ring, you know how to work the crowd, and da 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 And it's like, you know what? Back then, yes. at 33, you were primed to take that mm-hmm. spot. And Nikita had all the stuff to do it. That's why I never got my title shot, because I got in at 34. <laughs> I missed him by much. a year. I missed him by a year. <laughs> and all that talent, too. Sorry. Oh, it was just but no, uh, no Russians spin were, those records. <laughs> <laughs> Russians were good trifecta. They were. Um, uh, you had a lot of good trifectas in the NWA. And then you had the, what was it? Well, you had the Powers of Pain and Ivan Koloff. Mm-hmm. Six-man tag team. They mm-hmm. were six-man tag team. but yep. And they kind of still were holding on to the six-man yeah. tag titles. Uh, they didn't really showcase them that often. I don't think it was a big draw. No, it was just something to appease the Road Warrior fans. Yeah. See, they're champions. But, well, Six-man tag, but they're champions. To the point, I think it was something to appease Dusty Rhodes. Well, right, to get over with the Road Warriors. Yes, because yeah. mm-hmm. if you notice, and and I and the more people said this, and I was a big Dusty Rhodes fan, I still am, but like, the you see, you're like Dusty really did put himself in a lot of the big mm-hmm. shit to yeah. kind of put himself over. And well, I, Ronnie Garvin talked about that. Yeah, and Ronnie Garvin talked about Tully Blanchard talked about mm-hmm. that. And I'm thinking, well, I said, granted, we don't know backstage. We yeah. weren't there. I said, but, you know, I said, I said, I mean, everything seemed to have worked. I liked it all. You know, I wasn't like it. But then I look back and I'm like, yeah, he was with the Road Warriors. And then when Sting was big, what was he doing? He was trying to Starcade, yep. He was mm-hmm. teaming with Sting. Yep. Um, then the superpowers uh, or something? With Nikita. With the, with the, yeah, Nikita, Nikita. <laughs> right? Well, granted, Nikita stepped up and took the mantle of, of Magnum T.A., Magnum. Right. who he was with Magnum... Well, he was with Magnum T.A. Exactly. The, the sting of the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, he was fighting the horsemen and so on and so forth. And, and you know, so... You know, I think that was more for him. And then, then as years go by, it goes away and it comes back. We had the um, uh, York Foundation... Yeah, uh, Thomas Rich, uh, Richard Morton, Rune. and Ter- Terrence Taylor. And Terrence Taylor, which could have been a, a foursome if Mike Rotunda stayed around. Stayed around, but yeah. he went back and did IRS. IRS. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that his first run as IRS? I think it was because mm-hmm. it was Michael Wall Street. Michael Wall Street in WCW, and that yeah. was it. Wasn't the York Foundation? 
No. Terrence Taylor got put in when Mike left. No, they, they didn't have the York Foundation. No, they. But they, he had what's the name though? Uh, they, Terrence, Terrence Taylor actually joined the foundation with Rotunda. There's a, like I guess a 1991 WCW right before Rotunda left. Uh, Terrence Taylor joined, and then Rotunda left, and it was Terrence Taylor by himself. Right. And then that's when. Um, but they had what's the name? Uh, uh, Terry Reynolds with them. Yeah. Then though, because mm-hmm. he didn't come Terry on. Terry was with. He, Terry was with Terry Rutunda. Reynolds with, with, was with Rotunda. Rotunda, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, but that was another uh, big... So who man. can forget the next six-man tag team champions of Ron Simmons, Dustin Rhodes, and Big Josh? Oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you're right, though. I mean, come on. But you're right, There though. were some pretty pretty bad threesomes back in that uh, There was. Time. Then there was, wasn't there a... Bright... And then the stuff they did in the ring. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I, I said threesome. I'm sorry. We then, there. <laughs> but then, then wasn't there a? Um, I know Big Josh was one, but wasn't there a Dustin Rhodes, Brian Pillman, Junkyard Dog? There was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot yeah. of weird. Yep. We just need something for you guys yeah, because yep. I need to. We're paying you. Oh, it was Richard Morton. It was Ricky Morton, Dustin Rhodes, and Junkyard Dog. Yes. <laughs> it was 1991. It was very odd. <laughs> You know, they did a lot of things. Like when Robert Gibson left, they did yeah. teamed uh, Ricky Morton up with Nikita Koloff. No, it was Ricky yes. Morton. And no. Nikita Koloff. Oh, in 88. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, when I'm when Gibson left. Mm-hmm. Not not York Foundation, but yeah. like Gibson left and came back. But they teamed him. He was Rock and Roll Express Ricky Morton. <laughs> this and Vince, then, uh, I will be right there. <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> Hello? Is, is Mark Lindsay there? <laughs> Listen, uh, I want you to stop talking about this. You're fired. Oh, great. That's my best Vince McMahon. I didn't even start yet. Nation I can start yet. <laughs> Hurry up and take this job so I can fire you. <laughs> you know. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about more about the six-man teams, including some of the teams that are actually uh, forming today. And I think there's actually some teams that could uh, be formed and, and see where it goes. And also... Uh, a newly, not newly, but uh, the bringing back of the six-man tag team titles. We're going to talk about that as well. Right here on That Way Cool Wrestling Show. Since 1974, Cannon Entertainment has been serving the tri-state area, providing professional musical entertainment to thousands of our customers. Cannon Entertainment doesn't just play music. We are professional musical entertainers. We have personality, talent, and each DJ has a minimum of seven years' experience. We are especially trained for events like the one you're planning. We will customize your event to make it everything you want, and we'll give you our many years of experience to make it even more. Don't gamble with your affair. Be sure to choose the best. Canon Entertainment. Check us out on the web at canonentertainment.com. Call us now. That's right. You can call them at 610-449-8908. You can book your private event or public event with them today. We're here in the Canon Entertainment Studios. That Way Cool Wrestling Show. We're talking about Freebirds Rule. And that's, we're talking about generally the Freebirds, but also other three-man tag teams and this style of wrestling that dealt with three-man tag teams. Uh, of course, we're here with Mark Lindsay, LeGrand Jackson. Charles Gregory is on assignment, uh, so he will be back next time on the next episode. Uh, so we just got to talk about We were talking about the York Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, who was um, a pretty big one in the, the WCW. Um, did they, they didn't hold the um, tag titles, though. The six-man tag, no. No. And they didn't hold... The either U.S. or World Tag, Mm-mm. either. 
which I would have liked them to do because I think Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton actually gelled very well together. Yeah, oh, man, for it a was time. great to watch. It was, it really was. And I saw them live. I saw them at the uh, the old Civic Center. You remember those days, Mark? Mm-hmm. Going to, uh, and I'm sure LeGrand, you went to the Civic Center yep. to see NWA and all. Um, I saw them against Ron Simmons and uh, probably Big Josh. <laughs> That's such a stupid pairing. But um, the... Um, a lot, lot of the three-man tag teams, and we say this because uh, we're starting to see them more popping up now. The three, the New Day. They make sense uh, now, though. They like, do. Yeah, they do. A I lot mean, more than they did back then. They do now, and I think, and think about the era that we're in, though. Uh, the big thing about professional wrestling or wrestling entertainment, as the WWE likes to talk, uh, call it, or sports entertainment, as they like to call it, is writing. That's the big the big thing is writing, writing, writing. Who's the writing? Who's writing this? You know, etc. Uh, which kind of takes away from the show, I think. But it seems like to narrow down or dumb down your subject matter is just going to make it easier for your writers to focus. Um, hence why you got things like The Miserage, The New Day. Um, you had The Shield. They had the shield. Mm-hmm. Three man band. Throw that was. Bad. <laughs> hey, except for uh, what's his name? They're all former world champions, except for uh, I got kids. Yeah, I got kids. Was well, I can't think of his name off oh, the top of my head. Jeez, uh, you keep saying that. That uh, he's Slater. He's Slater. Yeah, he's Slater. Yeah. Um, you had Drew McIntyre as NXT champion for a while. Then you had Jinder yeah. Mahal as world champion for a while. Yeah, and then you had. Um, wasn't there somebody else who was a three-man band? Uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett and the Outsiders in TNA. Yeah. Did that. They uh, used to come out. I don't remember. That was uh, TNA uh, when what's name was there? Um, the writer. Russo? Russo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, used to, they came out. In fact, they came out. The most famous thing is they the came out. The SEX. They came out. Yeah, right. <laughs> they came out dressed as uh, Elvis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All three of them. Which was I didn't understand the reference. I think they were in Vegas, maybe. I don't know. It yeah, just seemed very stupid. Which is funny because TNA on their very first show had the flying Elvises. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Jimmy Yang or whoever, and then uh, Siaki and Sonny Siaki. Jimmy yeah. Wang See, Yang. Jimmy Wang Yang. See, I I, I used Yang, to like Yang. TNA, Dan. It was there wasn't always me bashing TNA. I know. There was a time when I actually gave him a chance. Go back to WCW though. Now you just mentioned something. Mm-hmm. There was the. Um, Young Dragons. Young Dragons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who were three men. Then, of course, you had the um, other guys. Who were the Evan Courageous? Um, uh, three Count. Three Count, yep. Evan Courageous. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Moore. Shannon Moore. And then and um, Sugar Shane Helms. Yeah. Hurricane, yeah. The Hurricane. It was the, the Hurricane who uh, popped up at this year's Royal Rumble, which was hilarious. I was... Team Canada. You had Lance Storm, Elix Skipper, and uh, Mar- Mike Awesome. Yeah. And then they expanded mm-hmm. on that and made it Hacksaw. huge. Yeah. <laughs> Axel was the imagine that you know what I mean we used a defector gimmick it always has been like like we had uh, who was it that uh, that um, defected to in the back in the day was it Wendell Cooley or who was it it was back in the day I'm talking about oh god you have a lot of defectors you had um, Johnny Ace defected to New Zealand right <laughs> you had um, well no he didn't defect he was already there. you had the, in you the, had the um, but no who was the guy that the did? Don Canodal Don Canodal yeah, no, well, no he was a sympathizer he wasn't a defector a sympathizer well, yeah Sergeant Slaughter I was about to say Sarge was like the one that broke everybody's yeah, right. heart yeah 
Because and that was a three-man team. Yes, that was it. Was him, Iron Sheik, who was Colonel Mustafa. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Sheik Adnan Al Casey, who was General Adnan. General yeah. Adnan. Yeah. Hugging my hugging my hey, back bugging my hugging my hey, Sergeant Slaughter. That was what you heard <laughs> yes, every week. every single time. <laughs> How awesome was that? You know, oh. and what and you know what's funny thing? It's like when you think back to like. And we also said this too, like, and we'll go into it later, but because uh, I want to jump forward this far, but like Hogan and the Outsiders, the original uh, NWO, mm-hmm. you know, before it became a storyline, that right. was, that was it. They were the three. Um, but the, you had these, and also you had uh, La Resistance. Right. You had mm-hmm. uh, the original Degeneration X. Yeah, Je- Jeff Conway became even La Resistance. He defected mm-hmm. to Canada. Mm-hmm. Sylvain Garnier. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like. How how do you defeat the Canada? The like, not, Canada gets like picked on, and like we're never at war with Canada at all. You know, what I, mean? it's like, I like the Mounties. I'm defective. Yeah, the Mounties. <laughs> but then you know, uh, the three man tag thing. I think honestly, I think it's easier to write. Like you said, it's a it's a more condensed little little faction. You have someone that can hold a title and someone that can hold tag titles, and mm-hmm. you're done with it. And there's not an odd man out. It seems funny because it's an odd number of members but there's not an odd man out you know um well let's talk about current though nxt has a few good yes uh, the undisputed era of course yeah fish o'reilly and uh uh, adam cole Cole, baby and um just the fact that um modern now they came from ring of honor of course but they are they're nxt we i think we all agree is, is very good wrestling uh, it has a lot of steak and sizzle, and it makes the, the most out of everything. Yes, um, they're being used great. They're 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 they they came in with a bang. They they uh, have really shown their worth in NXT, um, and they're feuding with the Sanity. You know, Sanity, which is another uh, group. Um, uh, there's just a lot of, and and to go back to what you said, it's tight knit. Creative can always have something for three, but you know I remember back in the day you had the Heenan family or you had the the Jimmy Hart family and mm-hmm. there were just so many people like the Heenan family literally consisted of what Big John Studd, King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant, Paul Ondorf, Rick Rude, Hercules, King um, Harley Race, Haku, the Atama, the Islanders, um, the you had eight people right there that I just named. Yeah. Um, you couldn't they were stables they were Heenan family members. You had Heenan there, I guess, basically as a promo guy for the yes. guys who couldn't really talk. Yeah. Okay? Let's face it, who was better on the mic at that exactly, point in time. Right, yeah. So they weren't... But if you notice, though, they, you didn't have the whole Heenan family in something with one central thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was... Diversified. Yeah, it was very diversified. Right. And it was like, yeah, the Islanders were fighting with the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Studd's fighting with Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be with Bobby Heenan, you know. Rick Rude's fighting with Jake Roberts, yeah. You know, whatever the case is, and <clears throat> but at no time was it like I'm fighting with every member of the Heenan family. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but I think once again it goes back to writing wasn't as s- stringent then as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like you said, when they're cutting promo, you have 34 seconds to cut this promo, like. The whole live scenario effed up everything as far as 
the kayfabe of, hey, you do your thing as a, as a talent. You know, you Rick Rude, you Kurt Henning, you Kurt Angle, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to say. You know, like, they can't go off on a tangent. Because, like, the, the biggest proprietor of that was, was Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. You're talking about someone that could shoot off the hip. Yeah. And his promo time, the only thing they could say to him was say, hey, your promo's time is four and a half minutes. Yeah, there you go. Have fun. Have fun with it. Whatever you're doing, four and a half minutes, mm-hmm. you know. And he could do his thing. And then they might have to sit there, and, and that's where Mean Gene or David Crockett or Tony's Hi, fans. You know how you always have, have somebody would still Thank be talking. Thank you, Roddy, for your opinion yeah. and your thoughts and blah, blah, blah. You know, and they would still be talking off the screen. All right, everybody. And they would go off. They would walk off because they were still doing their shit. But, you know, that was like almost like the referee in the ring with the rest. Hey, it's, it's t- time to bring it home. You know what I mean? That's it. The commentator knows, you know. And so they were there to kind of like wrangle that in. Now... And I and I can't stand it. I can't. And Impact does not do this. But I can't stand. We have these guys who are like, and like they're waiting. Yes. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Roman Reigns. Reigns. And then, and that's it. You don't <laughs> see the. You, gotta say, man. you don't see her anymore. You see Roman and Roman Reigns starts it, ends it, and that's it. And he walks up, and then they no cut questions, the, and then no they follow cut to her. her. They cut to her, and that's and it. She's, and she's staring him. Now back oh. to you. She don't even say that. <laughs> it would be nice if they did. did yeah. Right? It would like she just like. She stares at like it's like when they I used don't to need do, to know you, right. lady. Yeah. It's you like know? when they used to do the backstage ones, and it would be the same exact thing. I'm here in the backstages of so and so, and here comes so and so. Here you go. Here's the mic. Say what you got to say. Let me tell you something. You you say this about the women that are on here because honestly, you only get like the Charlie. That here you go. Well, there, there's Ty Charlie. Todd Pettengill so did hot. the same thing because yeah. he would and and here's so and so and he was sitting there but and he'd let who, him say what he who, had to say. What's his name? But from, here's um, the thing that cracked me up when they would walk off. They'd be standing there and then they'd swing the mic back and forth like okie dokie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like like the the big thing was like the guy that does um, SmackDown, Todd. Um, Who's that guy? It was on NXT. He's the main guy on SmackDown uh, now. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Mm-hmm. Todd Phillips, very good on the mic. I like I like his work. Mm-hmm. He's very good. He's not like over the top, like I, I can't say he's the best commentator in the world, right. but he's good. He's good, and I, I can see him as a lead. And as he's doing really well on NXT, this is before they brought him to the SmackDown, they had him on Raw doing that. And now, Braun Strowman. And it's like, did they like hypnotize you? Like, I want to like, like, what, where, what happened to the brainwashing? Like, where did your personality go? You know what I mean? Like, you're really good on the mic, and you do not show it here. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's going to be mean, Gene. Do but what you do that got you here. If you think back to superstars, and you had guys other than Mean Gene, who do you have? You had. Um, Who's the one that they are these? Are these three man teams that we're talking about? Well, we're talking about the, the yeah. We're talking about yeah, we're three just man trying, teams. Just trying to bring it, trying <laughs> to bring it on uh, on topic here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, but in other words, you had the, the ability to to really just like hey everybody keep the excitement going. It shouldn't stop at the interview. Well, since you went three man teams, we'll go uh, Vince McMahon, Jesse Ventura, and Bruno San Martino. Yes. So there you go. There we go. We had three man teams in commentary. <laughs> <laughs> we have today, don't we? Mm-hmm. And they're not needed today. They're no. not. They're really not. They it's too really much. It's, it is too, way too much because they, they you know, try and they, find stuff. For the since guys. you brought it up, I'm going to go off topic. 
they bring back Jonathan Coachman, who was was a legit, you know, left WBF back in the, you know a few years ago, made a name for himself on ESPN, was very popular on ESPN. Yes. Basically just redefines his career. They bring him back to Raw, and he can't get a word in edgewise. Like, did, have you, I mean, if you listen to it, he makes points that, like, Okay, Corey they're kind of obvious. Corey Corey, I, he's great. the best play-by-play currently in wrestling. Michael Cole doesn't want to um, like other reigns. Right. Michael Cole. And Michael Cole always cuts off Jonathan Coachman. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Let the guy talk. Coachman started out the same time as Michael Cole back in, what, 98, 99? And was so, on Raw. Right. So, like, <laughs> like, let, like, let him do it. He knows what he's doing. You had no business leaving me. <laughs> you <laughs> left me. <laughs> All right, you're talking about uh, Michael Cole, but uh, Dolph Ziggler would never leave me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's another three-man tag team, the Crash Crew. Kwame, Munch, and (laughs) Jodi. Pretty much. (laughs) That was a three-man tag. But uh, no, Demolition. Demolition. Demolition became became a three-man team. Uh, If we go into modern-day WCW... Uh, What's modern day? It's been gone since 2001. Well, we're talking about prior to post-90. So not modern day. It's more modern day. It's 17 years ago. Yeah, that's still modern. It's not modern. If you look at an archaeologist, 100 years ago is more modern. Um, Go ahead, say it. Jersey Jersey City Triad, yeah. Jersey Triad, which was (laughs) Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, and... um, uh, What's his face? Yeah, I, I have his face right in front of right me. Right in front of me. Oh, um, my God, he was great. Chris Mortis. Cannon. Chris Cannon, yeah. yeah Chris Cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool because... And then in that Big was... Candido and... Yeah, I was just going yeah, to say that. Douglas, that was triple based threat. off a triple threat. Uh, yeah, Douglas, uh, Benoit, Malenko, and ECW is a triple threat. The Radicals. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have... Well, you had Douglas, uh, Bigelow, and Candido were triple threat. Listen, sir, if you're going to challenge the Wrestling Almanac, in 1994, you had, trip, uh, you had Triple H. <laughs> you yeah, had H. Shane Douglas, Benoit, and Malenko in 94 and 95 as a triple threat. They were the first triple threat. The first, yeah, but then the, the yeah. popular one was, was Candido. Pop- the and popular one or the better talented one? No, the better talented one was was Benoit and Oh, Malenko. no, yeah, yeah, but the popular one was Bam Bam Bigelow, Shane Douglas, mm-hmm. and Chris Candido. Where Rick Rude won the fuck with the franchise. Yes. <laughs> I lo- I'm sorry. I love that theme. <laughs> but uh, but no, that was a that was a big thing. And then now, if you move now, you have. I mean, you have New Day has been for the year kind of like flying solo with this uh, for a couple of years. They were, and then but then you had the Shield. Right. And the Shield left, which left New Day still holding the bag of being the only three-man team for a while. And then the Shield came back. Mm-hmm. But now you have the Balor Club. Right. And then you had, well, you forgot, when the Shield were big, the uh, Wyatt family got big. Wyatt right? family. And they had, they yes, had that yes, one, yes, yes. if you remember, that one match uh, was a six-man tag between the Wyatts and the Shield. And before the match even started, the fans in the arena were chanting, this is awesome. Because yes. they... Again, when you properly get people over, which they did at that time, right. they have since killed both teams' momentum. Yeah, you get somebody over that you want to see. Hey, I want to see them face them, and then they did it, and it was it, it was great. It was awesome. 
I tell you, when the when the Wyatt family, more so Bray, Bray Wyatt, when he went against the Undertaker, I, I honestly I said if I was going to book this, and they do a lot of nostalgic booking, I would have had the Undertaker say, all right, you bring your Wyatt family, and I'll bring my family, and then have him bring in Papa Shango, yeah, and the Boogeyman. <laughs> that would have been well. Undertaker was never with the epic, Boogeyman. What's that? Undertaker was with Shango in '91. And yes. of course, Kam and Mustafa later on, right? Yeah. But and and they're really good friends in real life. But um, you could have you could huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No. I was gonna say you could have uh you could have had um Kane, Kane, yeah, Kane yeah. versus Boogeyman. I wouldn't have done Boogeyman. Well, the Boogeyman just because he wanted to really be like the mess with the the psychological the psychological with the why the, the Boogeyman is what Papa Shango would have done if they would have went further with that type of If they of had to let him cut loose. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't if you see, think about it. I don't see him eating worms. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I don't really see them all that. eating worms. You know what? But it would have been fun to watch a tag team of Papa Shango and the Boogeyman. Yeah. Let Papa Shango come out don't with ever, the staff. You don't even have to give them the titles. Just, <laughs> just, just, just let it happen. Just let, it happen. let him come out with the staff, blow the smoke. All of a sudden, the boogeyman comes out of nowhere eating a mouthful of worms. You, The kids would love it. Or they have the staff, and they put it in the middle of the ring, and they press a button, and it shoots worms out the, <laughs> out the top of the thing. Oh, my God, what crazy. It brings you back um, to the days of Jake Roberts with the snake. <laughs> Peter would have an issue with all the worms. I can't believe they don't have an issue with all the worms getting eaten now. They're gummy worms. <laughs> They're gummy worms, you know? Oh, gummy uh-huh. worms. Yeah. Right. And he goes like this. Gummy to... real life brown worms. And he goes like this. He goes like this. Food coloring. He's moving his hand to make them look like they're moving. That's oh, all. Sure, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you bite one head, they have another. Oh, and they're anyway. mechanical. They move on their own, too, right? Oh, no, no, not mechanicals. That would get stuck in your throat and all that If you pass them, they pass them. They're still alive. Yeah, you know? when they got her. Oh my god. Right now this is a three man team right now. Three man band baby. I'm sorry, you know, I had to get that out of my system. But um the legacy. Legacy. Legacy the original was Orton, evolution. Yes. Yeah. But I would have liked to see Legacy do more or go a little further. Then, I mean, they they won titles and they got well, they a lot all of became Orton's lackey, which again yeah, they which, had nothing long term storyline. Right, and it just yeah. if you go ROH, they used to they were I used to bother me. So they used to hold up the fourth, the the four horsemen symbol, mm-hmm. but the Kingdom were three man because the the fourth person was Maria Canellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the manager. Yeah, uh, which was incorrect. Um, yeah, because she never wrestled. At all, because they weren't they really weren't promoting women at that time in ROH. Uh, so. By the way, congratulations on the kids. Oh, yeah, did they? Right. Uh, Canales is yeah, and now he had to take her name in WWE. That's so demeaning. Is Michael, it? Why? Or Michael Bennett? Why? He's not. He's Michael Canales. I know he is. Why? Why is it demeaning? It's 2018, man. So you're the woman. Get on. Get on board, dude. Just stop. Just stop. Michael Bennett, if you're listening at all, and you're not, but if you are, <laughs> I got your back, brother. If you are, you be Mike Canellis with pride because you're earning a paycheck for your family. Yes. Don't you worry about it. Exactly, don't you worry buddy. about that, buddy. We got you. Take so. the money and run. But, um, yeah, and then you got the, obviously, you got the Miztourage, and you have uh, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing that could have been, and they kind of like, they still could. They have an opportunity with this, with his injury right now, is to bring because we forget about the the world greatest tag team, Team Angle. Team Angle was a three man team. Mm -hmm. You know, I so desperately wanted them to bring Kurt 
to have Team Angles return, yeah. but have his son as the as the newest member. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. taking over for Charlie Haas. Yeah, yeah, because well, right now if they did Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, and brought Jordan back, there's your other three man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then all you need is someone to join the Usos, because they're now. Going back, their father, Rikishi, mm-hmm. was with uh, Too Sexy. Yeah. Too Cool. Too Cool? Too Cool. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Another three-man <laughs> Another faction. Another three-man faction. You know what I mean? So uh, you you don't realize how many there were and how they intertwine stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the fact that the teams are so, and we said this before about brands, the brand being, um, you know, you split up your roster too much if they weren't if smackdown and raw weren't brands and they combine rosters you could have literally you could have a six-man tag if you wanted to a six-man tag belt if you wanted to um i don't know that it would be over it never really was over per se but you have so many three-man teams now that you have a lot of really cool scenarios as far as that's concerned um nxt the war games they were all three-man teams mm-hmm. Because right. it was, uh, what do they call them again? The um, the Cole and uh, the Undisputed Era, Undisputed the Era. Authors of Pain authors and of Pain. Sanity. Who mm-hmm. was with authors? Authors with of Roderick Pain Strong. Roderick, Roderick Strong, which he's not yeah. really with them, but no. yeah. But it, they went six man, six man, six man, which is actually a first for the War Games because remember they were five on five. Yeah, right. but again, same thing. You, you okay? So instead of having ten men, you had nine men. A little bit more movement in the ring, less chance of an injury, right. and yeah, it, that was another great book match. Oh, man. let me tell you, that, that, that was a fantastic. If you, match. If you go it back, I'll tell you right now, that entire pay per view—we always say pay per view—but that show, mm-hmm. uh, War Games, it's on the network. I'm sure you can still see it. Mm-hmm. Watch it. That was booked from top to bottom. That was such a great show, and the WWE literally could take kudos from that show. It was booked so. Perfectly. Mm-hmm. Every there was only five matches on the whole thing, and um, it was just it was just phenomenal. So definitely go see that. But there was there was a great showcase of six man tags mm-hmm. on there. Um, the cool thing about a six man tag uh, too is that it it creates that one other guy on each team that can cause a distraction. The so X factor. It is the X factor, literally. Um, when you, like you were saying, like Degeneration X, it was Michaels, Mitch, and, and China, and Rick Rude. Well, it was, well or, or, or X Pac the... <laughs> when they brought X in. Yeah, X-Pac but I'm just in, saying yeah. when you had Michaels, H, and China. China, yeah, yep. yeah. She was the X factor because True. she was a woman, right? But she can punch you in the mouth like a man. <laughs> but it's like you think you got all things covered. You're back, back, man to man because you're used to having two man tag teams or whatever. And here's this third person out there. It, it brings oh. back a more physical manager in a sense. We forgot the Mexicals. No, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't get. To, no, we didn't. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Which was who was that? That was uh, super crazy. That psychosis. Was psychosis. And no, John Deere. <laughs> John Deere. No, there was a there was a third one. There was a third one, right? I can't think of it. Yeah. I can't think of who it was. Hoovy. Yes, that's right. Hoovy. Was it Hoovy? Yeah, that's right. Everybody thinks Hoovy. He's Hoobie a troublemaker. Juice. I liked Hoovy. Hoovy was great. I met him a couple times, but he's a troublemaker, man. He's a, he's a little too much of a partier. <laughs> Doesn't make him evil. That Hoovy dude, no, don't make him evil. Just going to make him cautious. <laughs> so, but uh, 
the cool thing about, like I said, with the six man thing, it's such a it's a unique faction type of scenario. Um, the other thing is too, when you think about the fans today, the we and we say it often, the, the way the WWE has booked stuff in the last number of years, the, the the wrestling fan today has a exorbitant amount of ADD when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I think if you bring too many people in the, the mix, mm-hmm. they lose interest because they can't keep up with it. Right. And WWE not being like the NWA and having uh, the NWA and having like multiple belts has three belts: tag belts, world title, and intercontinental, or tag belts, world belt, and a U.S. You know, so you only have enough for those three guys in a sense. You know what I mean? So. Um, if they could do the mid tag they versus the, but they don't want to have like someone have everything because mm-hmm. remember they used to have the intercontinental and the European and the right. <laughs> yeah they tried it yeah they, 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 the cruiserweight which did. you know now is now on two five two hundred five live but back the cruiserweight was back in Taka Mishinuku yeah. and it was a laughing stock you know and then Goldberg and you had, yeah it, it was this abuse that was the thing well, was Goldberg, Taka wasn't that was it was the light heavyweight title then. I guess yeah. It was a it was a laughing stock and Taka was a hell of a fighter. He was, he was right. In the ring. Yeah. Was, and they brought in great Sasuke and then just bar- like it was just you bring in this international talent who is the next big thing in cru- in that division and they brought him in for nothing. It was it was it was horrible. And the other thing and I I think Lucha's gone right now. Lucha Underground, Underground? Uh, I guess. I think yeah. it's canceled. I think I'm not is. quite sure. I think they, they might at this time still have. Because like I see a lot of their talent shows. is gone. Yeah, it's like an impact or wherever, but like in AAA and stuff like that. But they also had a triple crown, not a triple crown too, but they had a triple uh, their version of the six man right. tag, uh, and ROH, uh, very recently, probably within the last year. I would say, I'd say roughly the last two years. Two years because yeah, he had the uh, Briscoes and Bubba Ray Dudley. Okay, um, and they and have the had, ROH, uh, you know, six-man yeah. tag title, and it, it's an interesting thing if it gets promoted. Okay, um, we all know in the WWE they're not big promoters of tag team wrestling, mm-hmm. which is a shame because I think tag team wrestling is such a style that when you had teams that are worth it, it you know that's fantastic. Um, we're hearing stuff in the studio. I don't know what's going on there. Um, it's not us. <laughs> they, must be, they must be taping a porno because I heard some cats. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. You just fucked this What the hell? Some pussy! Some pussy! So thank you, everybody. Uh, for uh, Mark Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Man, you can still call me. You can still call him, yes. But um, no, I think um, the thing is... It, if it's promoted right, it's one thing. But because they don't really produce tag teams and stuff like that, tag team wrestling, which is such, if it's done right, is such a skilled thing to watch. It's a beautiful thing it to watch. It really is. I mean, people don't, don't understand it. It's not. That's why we get frustrated. Like my, like with us, we get frustrated when they just throw superstars together. Right. You know, back in the day, if you compare it, you could sit there and say, well, back in the day, you had uh, Ole Anderson. And who was he with? He was with uh, Thunderbolt Passion. Yeah. Right? And you're like, well, they didn't look alike. They were two different, totally different stars. And they were tag team. They were, what, national tag teams, I think? 
Before my time. I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't want to you know, say you yes. You remember what I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, I know right? exactly what you're talking about, and, but I don't and, remember it to second. And you can sit there and say that, and then you can say, uh, well, Manny Fernandez and Dusty Rhodes. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it happened, but the difference was, in there to nail, is that they were a tag team and teamed together. Right. You know what I mean? When you put John Cena and Shawn Michaels together... Two totally different gimmicks altogether, mm-hmm. and this also has to do with the evolution of a gimmick versus now. You know, Manny Fernandez and Dusty Rhodes, although different competitors, they were a wrestler and a wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's all you saw. Right. You know, you see John Cena, the the evolution of a thugonomic gimmick, and then Shawn Michaels, who's Shawn Michaels, and you put them together. All right, I don't see the connection at all, and they're coming into their own separate music. And they, uh, they're they fighting each other at the next pay-per-view. You know what I mean? So that kind of stuff doesn't make sense. So when you have guys like the New Day, you know, that they're all together. And in, in look how Kofi Kingston, for all intents and purposes, who, who was the, the general of that team, because mm-hmm. he was around longer, was able to adapt to them. And they all, it, you would think that they've been around for 10, 20 years. You know well, what I mean? Let's face it. Yeah. Xavier Woods, when he was had his run as Consequences Creed, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, he was a hell of a talent. Yes, I loved Consequences Creed. Yeah, it was I a very cool team. It yeah. was a great cool gimmick. Team. It was every everything mm-hmm. fit, you know. So when he came and he transitioned in, and they were having a hard time adapting him into their mold, what better way to fix it? Kofi was having issues medically. Biggie was coming from his right. singles green, thing. Yeah, NXT. Yeah. yeah. Biggie was coming off of his thing with Dolph and every... Oh, man, here we go. Charles is going to call me now. I mentioned Dolph. <laughs> 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 and then you put them together and a team that was supposed to fail. Let's right. face it. Let's be totally honest. Yeah. It was supposed to fail. Got over huge. Mm-hmm. Flourished. <laughs> Beyond yes. their wildest imaginations, they have a cereal for God's sake. I mean, it's like Captain Crunch, Mr. T cereal, and Cheerios together. But <laughs> now they got pancakes. Which they're bootyo pancakes. They should owe oh, the Rock for the pancakes. Oh, <laughs> pancakes, Rock pancakes. Because he didn't want waffles, <laughs> blueberry muffins. <laughs> the Rock just wanted pancakes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> But, uh, you know, <laughs> the three-man teams, uh, just to bring it back, because <laughs> now we're talking about a cooking chef. Uh, three-man, see, Charles is needed in this, because <laughs> he could have something to say here, because we're just, we're just going off in a limit at this point. Well, right now but, we're uh, having fun, we're having and fun because this yes. is a fun topic. It is a fun topic. It's I, fun for us. It was fun for the fans to watch this stuff. It really was. Because it, it, I, I'm it not really even going to say was. It is fun, because when they do it correctly... And they feed it to the fans the way they should feed it, well-packaged, mm-hmm. well-seasoned, yeah. and with all the glitz and glamour and the magnitude that it deserves with these teams, then it is one of the greatest things to behold. Right. Because now you have to you have this perfect team of three individuals who come Good together as one, as a yeah. solid unit, and then you have to think, who can we put against this? Right. 
Who can we right. build because these guys are already established? Because here's threat. the deal: they're a solid team, and this goes back to the Freebirds. If this, if they were a solid team, they know each other in and out, and you're a tag team. Now you have to go find somebody so that the, you can match up the numbers, mm-hmm. so you're not overwhelmed. But now you got to find somebody that will gel with you. So now you have a double whammy on you. Mm-hmm. One, you're fighting a losing battle because it's three on two. Now you got to go find another guy that's going to help you and hope that he's going to hold pull his weight and has and is going to take on the mantle with you because he's like hey, that's your because hey that's your problem. You All know right. what I mean? I got I got mean Mark Callis. I got <laughs> oh man dangerous Danny Spivey. Okay. Uh, uh, Elix Skipper? No. No. Uh, does Wonderkin? No. no. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you got a bunch of people you could throw in there, a bunch of different. You got a bunch of people you could throw in to try to get that. This isn't gonna work. This isn't gonna work yeah. until you finally find that guy. Hey, we got Big Josh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No. You know Matt Byrne. Let me tell you something. I want a, a wrestler to totally destroy in the nineties, but Big Josh and Doink. I mean, that talk about you know. Right. Let me tell you something. Hey, if you think Doink. about it, Doink was a three. three <laughs> Doink was a three man. Well, two and a half. Dink. <laughs> the two of them together, if they got on each other's shoulders. Yeah, they made one person, so they were like a tag mm-hmm. team. <laughs> doink you know, evil doink and dink. Um, before we, I know we had to end our episode, but yeah. um, one thing I would have loved to have seen, um, one six man tag I would have loved to have seen, yeah. would have been some version of Eaton, Lane, and Condry. Yeah. The, which they do, they do that. They now. do that now uh, yeah. at, at like Sparingly. conventions and so forth. Yeah, but like back in the late eighties, early nineties, that would have been fun to see. Um, or even with uh, Tom Pritchard. Lean and eating. I well, they kind of did that Smoky too Mountain, in yeah. Smoky Mountain. They did it with, but they did it with not the on a national bodies. level. Yeah, not on a national level. Yeah, they did heavenly bodies and, and Eaton was kind of there. came in. Yeah, but like I would have loved to have seen that on a national level because then you're talking about, you're talking about, like you mentioned, you get a tag team like the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, and they had to go. They had to go out and get a, a third man. A third man, and then you can have a legitimate forty to forty-five minute match where you're not bored because the talent in the ring is so good. Mm-hmm. And they make frequent tags. You could build it up to an elimination style match. I mean, there's just there's, there's a lot. So much you could do with there's it. So much you can do with a three man team. And I, I'm kind of glad it's back. NXT. Oh, and we we skipped. Uh, who's the diva one? Um, um, the three of them. The, yeah, with well, Paige, we have um, we have a, that's a absolution. The absolution. Yeah, and, it was Ruby and Riot, Riot, Riot Squad. Squad. Yeah. yeah. So like. You know, there are now. You mentioned earlier about bringing back six man. T- I'm not agreeing with you there, but I will say that you know we we witnessed the first uh, women's Royal Rumble. We're going to witness the women's Elimination Chamber. Um, I would love to see a women's tag team championship, and yeah. that would, you know, I then mean you today have, TNA is the only one that did it, and right. I think it was going they didn't over. have they didn't have the talent, they didn't have enough talent right? They just didn't have enough. Talent. You have women right now that are main eventing Raw that that main event. They just made it under this pass roll, uh, but you had a two-hour, <laughs> you had a right. two-hour gauntlet match. But still, the women were the last thing seen on Raw. Um, people are buying into it. It's working. It's getting over. Let's make a tag team. And, well, and, and, and the problem with with this and the problem with the six-man things, like we, when you bring in the Riot Squad and Absolution and, and all these other ones, is that 
not that they run out of talent because they have a pool of talent mm-hmm. to pull from. If they want to say, because you can grab people are on a roller shimmer. You know, all the ladies of Shimmer, you can right, bring yeah. any of those in. And then you and have the women from the show. May Young Club. I would love to see Tessa, oh, yeah, the May Young Tessa Blanchard. Oh, I would love to see Tessa Blanchard get an Like, these are women that are not in NXT. Yeah. They, but but competed in that thing and they have on a roll They can pull up at any yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. I mean? So, once again, bringing up a women's show and letting them shine, you can't have anything when your entire roster consists of eight women. Mm-hmm. Right. When your entire roster can compete in one match. That's yeah. not a roster no. to me. Mm-hmm. And I find it very, not insulting per se, but it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, there's so many women out there that are worth looking at and worth seeing and stuff like that. And if 205 Live can have its own show, and honestly, they should probably bring in a few more cruiserweights and maybe have a tag team for them. Let them have their own thing, just like NXT does. Do it for the women. Why not? And do it... but. But the problem is, though, is that they see. Here's the deal, and this is why we say, "Oh, well, their cruiserweights are exclusive to Raw, but they're only on 205 Live," because they need you to fucking go to the network. If you don't go to the network, they're not. You don't need the subscription. If you don't get the subscription, then they're losing money because they're not giving you selling pay per views anymore. You know, so it's it's a big thing where everything is just moving to the network, and it's like pretty soon. You won't get WWE on USA anymore. Right. right. You won't get well, stuff. You that's, know what I mean? you that's know? a very realistic possibility when the contract's on the Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and you're telling me now there, there's also talk of increasing the price of the network. You're telling me you wouldn't pay for that to have your Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, and pay per views for $15 a month? Sign me I up, dude. wouldn't Sign go over $15. Up. Well, no, no, no. I mean, they're, they're, they're going Considering to. Considering that I'm still paying for my cable. $14.99. We'll see. I'll, I'll talk to you after the show about how you why you're paying <laughs> My wife cable. hates streaming. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> well all I'm saying is, <laughs> is that right $14.99 a month yeah. is that's the same price as HBO. And, yes, and for fans like HBO. us, yeah. you're going to get all of your pro wrestling. I won't even talk about TNA. You're going to get all of your pro wrestling <laughs> on the the network. Served yeah. up for, to you on a platter $14.99. On any platform. See, but they got to do that. They got to make. They got to open up like like with uh, a lot of the content. Like a lot of people to get the 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 network, get it for the old nostalgic stuff that they mm-hmm. can't see anymore, and they limit how much you can see. That was it. fair of you to say, but for me, I'm now watching it for NXT has become my. Yeah. That's like my 45 minutes of me time. Oh, I'm gonna watch NXT now. That right. is that has become something I look for, and and I, and, and here's the kicker. I read I read the spoilers and I still want to watch it. Be- well, yeah. You tell me, you know, you and I mentioned it earlier that we can we can skip Raw or, or or tune in late and we'll watch what we think we need to watch to, to yeah. pay attention. NXT, I'm watching NXT. Right. I, I, mm-hmm. I may know what happened. I'm going to watch it. And with Ronaldo on her calling, oh my gosh, it's just fantastic because yeah. mm-hmm. he's 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 my number one guy now, honestly. And people don't give him enough credit. I think as a commentator, he's great. But getting off of uh, commentator, because once again, the three-man teams and all. But we're at that if, time. If I... Yeah, go who, right ahead. I, one thing. Yes. <laughs> I would like to see a Maidens of Mayhem, which is a playoff the floor horseman. Charlotte Flair. Yes. Tessa Blanchard. Yes. But I cannot think of a third member that would fit into that mold. Well, who else do we have? Anderson doesn't have any kids. Mm. That are daughters, I don't think. That are wrestling. 
I would want them to all be lineage. That's what I'm saying. Could you imagine? Oh my god, that would be awesome. Give me Mongo McMichael as a kid. (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) uh, Baby Doll is isn't she sisters with um or I don't know the relation, but Baby Doll has a daughter who's trying to get into wrestling. And the well, it's related Sam to Houston, right? Sam Houston, yeah. Jake Roberts, yeah. right? Because they're brothers, right. they're half brothers. Yeah. So yeah, um, baby doll. But she was that associated. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. That's but a stretch. Yeah. Let me go back and see who Dark Journey was. What she's doing. <laughs> you know, it's like that. Go back. Well, who else? You got uh, daughter, darker journey. Darker journey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Sweeter <laughs> journey. Sweeter journey. You know. Sweet. Hey, whatever happened to Sweet William? Where's Sweet William at? Sweet William. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're over. Yeah, we're, we're done. We're, done. we're getting goofy. And Sorry. he means as time, not as in like over with the crowd. Yeah, I'm, I totally mean <laughs> We're time. not over. We're not over. We just mean time. But uh, what a great show. All right. Uh, until next time. We got LeGrand Onslaught Jackson. We got Mad Mark Lindsay. And my Same. name is Danny J. Check us out on thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com. On the Facebook, which is That Way Cool Wrestling Show. We're on Google Play Music as well as um, Apple Podcasts. And go on Twitter. The Twitter machine. Twitter. Twitter machine. And you can check us out at TWCWS Podcast. Uh, and you can look us up there. Make sure you like us because we just started Twitter. So it looks kind of looks kind of winking horrible. I only got like 16 followers so far. I need more, need more followers on there because we just started it. But uh, check it out there. Uh, thank you for joining us, and until next time, we'll see you at the matches. Goodbye, everybody. The proceeding was produced by DJB Productions. Go to www.thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com.